If you follow along with the daily and Sunday Mass readings throughout the year, you will notice that there are several times a year where passages proclaimed twice in a year. Once on Sunday, and then again later in the year, usually during the week, during ordinary time. The Transfiguration, which we just heard, will be proclaimed three times this year, as it will be read again on the second Sunday of Lent, and again on August 6th, which is its feast day. Just a word of warning to you, August 6th falls on a Saturday this year, so you very well may hear me in six months preaching about the Transfiguration again. This story is called a theophany. A theophany is when God manifests his presence in such a way that no one could doubt it was God. For example, there was the burning bush with Moses, or when Paul fell to the ground after hearing the voice of Jesus on his way to Damascus. The transfiguration is one of those key events in the life of Jesus that helps us understand both who he is and what his mission is. Now, many of the early church fathers saw this unveiling of Jesus in his glorified body as a preview of what awaits all of us for those who believe. God wants to forgive our sins to be sure, but also to save us from our sinful inclinations and actions. He desires us to be immersed in his divine life, both now and in the beatific vision to come. The technical term for this is deification or divinization. It is entering into the divine life of the Blessed Trinity, whereby our humanity is transfigured into God's glorious divinity. At every Mass, when the priest or deacon prepares the wine for consecration, he whispers a silent prayer. By this mystery of water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. This prayer indicates that the mingling of water and wine is both a symbol of and a means for our sharing in God's divine life. So how does God bring us into his divine life? It is through the reception of the sacraments. Our participation begins in baptism where the Holy Spirit makes us adopted sons and daughters of God. Now I consciously use that phrase a lot when I preach because I don't realize, I think we don't realize how significant it is or reflect on it often enough. Sons and daughters of God. The same God who 3.8 billion years ago started creation with the Big Bang. The same God who created the universe that stretches 93 billion light years from end to end. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph. This God desires all of us to be his adopted children and then live our lives with that knowledge that we are loved, we are willed into existence, and we have a share in his inheritance. St. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, wrote that by nature we are sons and daughters of Adam. That means we inherited original sin. Our will is weakened and our desires in life are often distorted by wanting the wrong thing. However, in baptism, we are incorporated into Christ. We become a member of his mystical body, and in doing so, we share in the things that are his, including his divine life. We are no longer sons and daughters of Adam, but of God. In the reception of the Eucharist, we are transformed and nourished with Jesus within us. In the sacrament of confession, the image and likeness of God which we have, but which we can disfigure by sin, is restored. Our reception of the sacraments allow Christ to shine within us. But even beyond divinization, the transfiguration is meant for encouragement in our earthly journey, the knowledge that something glorious awaits us. Jesus allowed Peter, James, and John to glimpse his divinity 
because he knew the difficult days and years that were ahead of them after his ascension. The transfiguration is meant for those days and times when we feel like nothing is going right and everything is an uphill battle. It is meant for those days when the world and those around us are trying to define us by what we believe, say, and do. But God has already told us who we are, and we are his own. <laughs> 